Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What is up, Fight Fans? We welcome you into another edition of Inside Boxing Live. Dan Canovio, your host here for another week of boxing talk and a week where we get to discuss a mega fight. 2021 has been an up and down year in the boxing world. We've had good fights. We haven't had the mega fight, and it is finally here. Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, the three-year saga hopefully comes to a close this Saturday night. Uh, over in Las Vegas in their trilogy fight. We're going to get wall-to-wall coverage of that fight and the entire card uh, as a whole. Joining us on the show this week, former undisputed heavyweight champion Lennox Lewis will be calling the fight uh, with Brian Kenny and Andre Ward. We'll get to the bottom of how to pronounce his name uh, after 30 years of being in the limelight, uh, what each guy needs to do to win, and just the heavyweight division as a whole. Uh, excited to talk to Lennox and uh, excited to bring you uh, some hard-hitting uh, analysis from one of the best to ever do it in the heavyweight division. So that's our interview this week. Obviously, all things are going to culminate with Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder when they step into the ring. Uh, this had a really good card top to bottom, and I'm seeing a lot of people on Twitter say that, you know what, I'm ordering this pay-per-view. You know why? Because it is a great card top to bottom. I'm going to throw out the money, and that's like a, a novel idea for, for some promoters. It's like maybe you should put – uh, really good cards together for pay-per-views and fans will buy them and they will maybe not illegally stream them. There's still going to be illegal streams, but put a, put together, make it their money's worth. And you get four really good fights that we'll touch on with the main event. Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, the saga is over, uh, will be over. We think unless there's a fourth fight, it would not be shocked anything at this point, but take a look at the, the, the first fight. I, I think that this fight, the third one won't be as, Bad as the first one, because you got to keep in mind, the first fight, neither guy cracked 90 connects. You know, Dante, Deontay Wilder only landed 17% of his punches in that first fight. It had a lot of drama. You know, Fury getting up off the deck in that 12th round wasn't just a great moment in, uh, in boxing. That was a great moment in, in sports. That's going to be remembered for a really long time in, in the boxing world. So it had drama. He had to draw. The second fight was an absolute blowout. Uh, Tyson Fury landed 58 power shots in just seven rounds compared to the first fight when he only landed 38, you know? So Fury, I think is on the rise, you know, he's coming into his physical prime. He's coming into, uh, I think he's the best heavyweight in boxing today. And then you take a look at Deontay Wilder and you take a look at his punch stats and, and how he's trending in his metrics. He's trending down. Yes. He still has, he's still number one in the power punch department in the heavyweight division, uh, landing 46, a percent of his power shots. We know that's what he is, but if you take a look deeper, he's throwing less power, he's landing less power, he's throwing less jabs, and he's not landing his jab as much. You know, it's starting to erode a little bit, and now this is his longest layoff, 35 years old, facing Fury for the third time, but he still has that right hand. You know, he has a new trainer with Malik Scott. Uh, we'll talk about that with, with Lennox Lewis, who uh, Lennox uh, trained with Malik Scott, was a sparring partner of his. Will Wilder be able to change up his 
his game plan? Will Wilder be able to execute it? It's one thing to say you're going to come in there and throw body shots and you're going to land, uh, you know, your jab, but it's, and you got to execute it. I guess one of the best defensive fighters uh, in the heavyweight division, a guy uh, in Tyson Fury who has limited Deontay Wilder to just 18 connects, 18% of his connects. Fury has outlanded Wilder in 15 of the 19 rounds. People talk about how this is a great trilogy. It is because of the personalities involved and the timeline involved and all the shenanigans that go out outside of the ring. But if you take a look at inside these 19 rounds, it's very, very one-sided. And it leans towards Fury. Will he continue with that? But Fury, it's all it's a mental for him at this point. He saw the Joshua fight go out the window. That's $100 million gone from him. You can say that it doesn't matter, but it does. These guys fight for money. That's game change. That's life-changing. That's just legacy type of money with the fight with Joshua, what that would have created. So what is his, what is his mindset? And he is a guy that, that is successful based on activity, fighting a lot. When he's inactive, Tyson Fury suffers, and he's been inactive for a very long time. This is, might be his longest uh, career layoff. But that's the, the main event on Saturday night. We get to it with uh, Lennox Lewis. Really, really good card. Uh, talked about how I think that this is one of the best pay-per-view cards top to bottom uh, in a long time because it has captivating heavyweight fights. Adam Konaki, he's back and against Robert Hillinus. Uh, this is a rematch. Uh, their first fight came in March of 2020, which felt like a different world. It was a different world. It was at the Barclays Center. I was there. It was one of the last fights before the shutdown. It was one of the last sporting events before the shutdown. Uh, but Konaki got beat in that fight. And uh, I've never seen an arena so loud and then so quiet after he got stopped by Hellenius. I mean, the Polish fans that come out for Konaki are, are impressive, but that night they left very, very quietly. Uh, Konaki is one of the busiest and most active heavyweights in terms of punch volume, lands the most punches per round, throws the most punches per round, 26 of 71. And I want to see if he's that same guy, because the one thing about Konaki is his defense. He never gets his head off the line. He comes forward and he just stands there waiting to get hit. And finally, it caught up to him, all those wars over the years. So will he decrease his volume in order to have better defense? And he needs to win this fight because if he wins, it puts him in line for some big names at PBC. I could see him fighting Ruiz. I can see him fighting Wilder. If Deontay Wilder wins on Saturday night, he's got to fight someone while Usyk fights Joshua and uh, Konaki has a huge fan base in the Barclays Center. That's a fight that I know the PBC uh, would like to make. Hillianus is another guy that could, at this, this stage in his career, wasn't expected to beat Konaki. And now if he wins, he puts himself in line for another payday. That's the co-main event. I think that fight's going to be amazing. F.A. Jogba and Frank Sanchez. This fight should steal the show. Keyword should. Two highlight reel knockout artists and two guys that also are known for, for throwing out stinkers. So it could either be a highlight reel knockout or we can get 12 rounds of, of not exciting boxing. But two massive knockout punchers. You got a Jogba who was cut by the PBC and top rank picked him up. You know he wants to win this fight because if, if Fury wins, a Jogba is in line to fight Fury. Someone has to, Fury has to fight someone. If it's not going to be Usyk or, or Joshua right away, it's not going to be Usyk right away. He's got to fight someone. And that could be F.A. Jogba. Same could be said for Sanchez. Sanchez wins this fight. Uh, he's in line maybe uh, to fight a Wilder should he win or just he goes up the, the pecking order uh, in, the, in the heavyweight division. So that's going to be a really good fight. Undefeated, uh, a real crossroads fight in the heavyweight division 
where you could both guys can make a case that this is the best win of my career. So that's always intriguing for it too. Uh, undercard also features Jared Anderson and Edgar Belanga. These are two of top ranks prize possessions when it comes to prospects. We'll start with Berlanga. Obviously, the punching power, the knockout streak in the first round, uh, what he was known for uh, in, in his career to date. But he's a guy that needs to just, just get back in there and be active. And he plans to be very active. Uh, he has a very ambitious plan for the next four fights. He's going to fight on this card, uh, which is, you know, high, high visibility. He's going to fight on the, the card of Lomachenko and Comey at Madison Square Garden in December. He wants to come back in early spring at MSG and then finish out on the eve of the Puerto Rican Day Parade in June fighting at the guard. That's an ambitious plan, and I think it's the right plan. I think I wish more young fighters would do this, but not every young fighter has the type of push that um, we're seeing with Berlanga. Uh, yes, his KO streak ended in his last fight. And I think, you know, as the rounds went on, you kind of saw where he is in his development. He's still developing. He's a massive, massive star. His star power is ahead of his in-ring ability. And they, he, they need that to catch up for him to maximize everything uh, for top rank. As for Jared Anderson, he is the best American heavyweight prospect in the game right now. Uh, big puncher, a lot of charisma. Um, a guy that the top rank is going to put uh, a, a big push because you know he fought a lot on that bubble he's one guy that benefited a lot uh during that those those bubble days because he was practically on every card uh he's got a big smile and i think that uh he'll be he's only 21 so he's gonna be he's got a ways to go but he along with berlanga and some of the other top ranked prospects xander zayas uh tfimo lopez uh <laughs> is only 23 uh, are the t- pillars of top rank. So I'm, I'm happy to see Jared Anderson get this opportunity. J-Rock, Julian Williams is on this card as well. He's back with Breadman. I love that. I love the fact that they got back together and uh, they're doing their thing. But uh, it's going to be a great night of fights. The timeline Twitter is going to be buzzing. Uh, one fan base is going to be really upset. Uh, one fan base is going to be very happy. Uh, it's going to finally come to a close. Wilder and Fury. But let's break it all down. Let's get some perspective on this all with former undisputed heavyweight champion, Lennox Lewis. All right, time to bring in our guest this week here on Inside Boxing Live, a familiar face, a familiar voice, the former undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, Lennox Lewis, is here. Hey, how you doing? Doing good, man. It's good to have a, a champ on the show. Usually it's just me holding it down. So now we have <laughs> the real uh, heavyweight champion of the world, Lennox. Don't call me Lennox Lewis. And we were just talking before. That's the right way to pronounce it because now we can just squash this now once and for all because Twitter just says it over and over. Why is Brian Kenny calling him Lennox when it's well, that's not his name, but it's Lennox, correct? Yeah, it's Lennox. L-E-N-N-O-X. Lennox. There you go. That's it. It's all squash. That's what we have. So Saturday night, big fight over on uh, on pay-per-view. The trilogy is here. Finally, it's been a painstaking saga. Three years now we're going on here with Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. And let's start with, with, with Fury. His last fight came in at 275. He took the fight to Wilder. No one thought he would do that. And he did it and he got him out of there. Do you think he'll, he will do that again, Tyson Fury? And if so, is that the right game plan to beat Wilder? Yes. Yes and no. I mean, obviously, Wilder will be expecting it this time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he definitely put that weight on him and kind of threw him around a little bit. You know, Wilder was weighing uh, 212 at that time. And he wasn't really balanced on his feet. 
to, well, you know, something that I've complained, said that, you know, he needs to work on mm-hmm. uh, uh, throughout watching him fight. And, um, you know, now he's gone away. He's uh, saying that, you know, he's learning a bit of boxing. So if you can put that together, it'll, it'll be a different fight. Well, do you think he can put it together? To me, that's the big question in, in this fight is we know, we kind of know what Fury is. He's undefeated. Uh, he's got great defense, the movement, and now the power to add on to it. I think he's the most complete heavyweight uh, in the game right now. But the question in this fight is, can Wilder make the adjustments? Can he, quote unquote, learn how to box at age 35, you know, 40 fights in? I think it's difficult. It's difficult. But a loss does something to your head. It makes mm-hmm. you say, you know, I, what do I need to be a winner again? And you're, you're willing to make that sacrifice. Uh, Malik Scott, he's been in a lot of camps. He's been in my camp. You know, he, he knows a lot about boxing. You know, it's, it's whether, you know, uh, Deontay can take that information and use it in the ring. Uh, it's all about that discipline. The discipline comes in the ring. The thing that you work on in camp, you got to apply in the ring. So if he's able to listen and apply what he learned in camp or from Malik Scott, uh, you know, it'll be a different fight. Yeah, don't you think it's kind of hard, though, to make those adjustments because, you know, it's a fight. I mean, it's a primal thing. Like, when you get down to it, you kind of deviate from the game plan sometime and just go back to what got you to that point. And for Wilder, it's not boxing. I mean, yes, it is in a, in a certain way. Like, he can get to the point to land that right. A lot has to go right for him to land that massive right hand. But I could see maybe Wilder going in there with that game plan of, like, I'm going to go to the body and I'm going to box. But then... Fury sits on top of him and all, you know, all, everything goes out the window. Did you see that happening? Yeah, I mean, Fury's got the weight advantage. He's mm-hmm. got the boxing skill advantage. And that's what he does, box. He's a great boxer. He can box orthodox. He can box uh, southpaw. And uh, he can move well around the ring. You know, these things are going to come apparent in the first round because, right. you know, he's not going to, I don't even know. Well, you know, last time I didn't think he was going to put on the pressure. I said, no, nah, he's not going to come ahead. Right. And what did he do? He came ahead and, and said, did what he said. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I'm not going to disbelieve him again. Right. So yeah. this time he says, this time he says the same thing. I'm inclined to believe him. Right. That's what I said, too, after the second fight. He's like, I am done doubting Tyson Fury. I mean, I doubted yeah. that he would come back. I doubted that he would uh, be competitive in their first fight and i definitely doubted that he would come into 275 and he did that day at the weigh-in and then you're right the first moment of the second fight if you go back and watch he legitimately ran at fury and at wilder and wilder's first step was back and fury's first step was forward and that was the fight for the remaining seven rounds so i i do agree with you that we're going to find out right away in that first round uh wow this is going to be a a massive massive fight i mean you know what's funny about this fight is I think that once this saga is over, it's been three years of Fury and Wilder because of COVID, because of, uh, you, know, um, you know, litigation. Now when this is all over, I think it's going to open up the heavyweight division a little bit. I think all these guys will start to fight each other, whether it's Usyk, whether it's AJ, whether it's Ruiz. I think they'll all fight each other regardless whether they have belts because they get to the end of their careers and they're realizing the money it's only it's getting short now we got to fight each other to make the most money possible i want to say in 10 20 years when we look back on this current era of heavyweights what do you think we'll say the 
we could say we could say a lot of different things. <laughs> it, dep it depends on, on 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 the situation. We could mm -hmm. say, "Hey, this is the first era in a long time that we've had a white unified champion," mm -hmm. and, and that's that's big. And you know, or we could look back and say. Um, a lot of different things, <laughs> you know, it, it goes on. It depends how your imagination is. Well, yeah, you're right, because it's not like it's not finished yet. But we know no. the, the main guys in here and you can make a case that every you can each guy is flawed. I think, you know, whether yeah. it's mentality, whether it's fighting ability. And I think the era of but your era, I think these guys, those were straight savages. I mean, that's what, yeah. one of the best eras of heavyweight boxing uh, ever. I mean, you know, whether it was you, Tyson Holyfield. Uh, go up and down and Mike Tyson said you know a few weeks ago that he would have beat AJ and Usyk on that night which I thought was pretty pretty damn funny but uh with Wilder winning though if say Wilder gets this win this is one of, that would be one of the most miraculous comebacks considering how down and out uh that he was uh considering that Fury has not been beat you know it's only has that that one draw which was was debatable you know we're talking about a, a historic comeback if Wilder could pull this off well you know Wilder has such a big punch and that's, you know, taken him throughout his whole career. Mm -hmm. And um, as you get older, you learn how to, you know, make it even easier for yourself to land that right hand. So I'm sure he's going to have a couple of tricks up his sleeve, mm -hmm. you know, working up to the right hand. I mean, he can't just go out there and throw the right hand. Obviously, <laughs> you know, we know that's your big punch yeah. now. We're gonna see, we're gonna see what did you do to set it up, to land it, mm -hmm. you know what have you worked on, because this trilogy is really opportunity for each fighter to get better. They're getting better against the you know arguably the best fighter in the world, fighters in the world. So and they've had three chance. This is gonna be the third chance at it. Oh, they're working with the best and the best. Yeah. So they're working you know and getting better. So, you know this third fight. I don't even know if it's going to be a knockout, but I know it's going to be a good fight because, you know, to me, Deontay's in a little bubble. And, uh, you know, if the bubble works for you, live with it. You know, that's it. He is and in a bubble, so but he, he changed it up, though. I mean, new trainer, Malik Scott. What did Malik Scott, what did he do with you? You guys were sparring partners? Yeah, we were sparring partners. Wow. But, you know, we were around the same people. He was around Manny. So, you know, a lot of things, what, what falls off your hat falls on your shoulder. So... <laughs> Especially the heavyweight division, there's a lot of synergy. There's a lot of guys that cross paths, uh, especially yeah. with the man with Manny Stewart, your your uh, longtime trainer. I feel like he was like the patriarch, like the tree, like in football, like Belichick is like the the main coach, and then all these other coordinators from fall underneath them. With boxing and the heavyweight division, it started with Manny, and he actually predicted this. Did you see that piece that ran a bunch of times on Fox? That he predicted that Wilder and Fury would be the top two guys like ten years ago. Wow. He's like that. <laughs> Manny's like that. I'm telling you, he's an amazing man. You know, uh, a lot of fights that go by, I think of him straight away. I'm like, yeah. I know what Manny would be saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, you know, every time boxing comes on and mm -hmm. we're watching a, any fight out there, I know what Manny would be saying. Manny right. was the one that got me into commentating. So, you, you know, she said, listen, you know a lot about boxing too. You know, I think you should be commentating. So, 
Yeah, who could forget when he told you to get this guy out of here? Get this guy out. Tyson, get him out. <laughs> I mean, that's a legendary moment uh, in yeah. the corner. I mean, yeah. And in the, talking about the broadcasting, when with that, uh, you'll be there uh, Saturday night. This is a huge fight. You're going to be calling up with Andre Ward and, and Brian Kenny. This broadcast journey for you is going on. Uh, do you have any, like, rituals before, like, you step out there? Obviously different from when you – got in the ring i'm sure every every fighter and every athlete has like superstitions and stuff is there something you do before the broadcast to get you ready for it not really uh you know i'm pretty calm about it just you know making sure that i'm organized you know uh I, you know study no i don't really have any rituals just making sure i'm not late yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get the Fox crew crew upset. I've been there uh, a lot, right, right next to you for some of these fights. You're calm, cool, collected. Uh, you can call fights in, in your sleep. Uh, a big yeah. fight Saturday night. I, I Here's my thing. I don't think it's going to be as bad as the first fight where there was under 100 connects for each guy. I don't think it's going to be a blowout like the second fight is. I think it's going to settle in somewhere in the middle, which makes it I think it's going to be the most competitive of the three fights. What do you think? I agree with you. I think um, I think Deontay is going to come with a lot more fire in this fight because mm. you know, like I said, a loss does things to people that make it makes them change and you know it makes them more focused. And he seems like he's more focused. I think um, let's hope that some of the things that uh, Malik Scott has shown him he can you know put to use in 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 the fight, and we can see some new things. Um, you know, he's he's given that light that he's going to be throwing some body shots out there, you know, but one thing to throw them, but you still yeah. got to think about your, your defense. So, um, you know, I know Sugar Hill is a great trainer mm -hmm. and I don't think he's too worried and he's, he's very calm and collective and, uh, you know, he, he doesn't seem too worried. So, like I said, it's going to be a good fight. Uh, Tyson Fury right now is picked to win, but anything can change with a big punch. That's the beauty of the heavyweight division. If Wilder wins, we have a miraculous comeback story. Uh, and we have a, a U American heavyweight again, potentially taking on Usyk. If Fury wins, he just becomes even more dominant. And we have that one true dominant force in this era of the heavyweight division. Can't wait for it. Saturday night, Lennox Lewis yeah. will be on the call. Appreciate the time. Yeah. Hope All to right. run into you soon, my friend. Yeah, man. Everything blessed. How about that from Lennox Lewis, Lennox Lewis, I should get it. More important than his thoughts on the fight is we finally got to the bottom of his name and why Brian Kenny has been calling him that uh, for, for, it seems like, a couple of months now. So uh, special thanks to Lennox Lewis uh, for joining us. He'll be on the call Saturday night. Andre Ward, uh, Brian Kenny, Kate Abbo, Sean Porter, Max Kellerman, Bernardo Asuna, Christina Poncher, a real A-list team on Saturday night, which is going to be an A-list night uh on twitter too now i'm gonna have my my uh, eyes obviously gonna be counting the punches in between rounds and afterwards i'm gonna have to check out twitter uh shout out to art man boxing <laughs> that guy is either gonna be really happy for wilder or very very uh, upset but it's gonna be a great night of boxing we finally got our, our mega fight here uh which sets off a great end of the year you know we're only a few weeks away uh, from 
Canelo versus Plant. We're only a few weeks away from Porter versus uh, Crawford. You got Herring versus Shakur Stevenson. Mangia versus Rosado. Lomachenko's in action. Uh, hopefully, we see Ryan Garcia, Tiafimo Lopez, and uh, Cambosos. That whole saga gets gets figured out because that's a dirty, dirty thing that's going on with Tiafimo's career at this point. But big fight. Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury. The saga is over this Saturday. You don't want to miss it. See you next week. Another edition of Inside Boxing Live.